Welcome to the Program Yourself Thin Podcast with your host, Jim Katsoulis. I'm gonna show you how to master your weight once and for all. Start using powerful mindset-focused strategies to lose weight and live in the body of your dreams. Tune in each week for new episodes. Hey, this is Jim Katsoulis with the Program Yourself Thin Podcast. And today I wanna talk to you about how to deal with perfectionism. Uh, Because in my, my career working with people, helping to lose weight, um, I tend to get a lot of perfectionists, you know, to work with. I find myself on that that end of the spectrum, and it is crucial that you learn how to deal with this because it is one of the main causes of sabotage that I see. And so, if you feel like you struggle with perfection at all, especially when it comes to your weight, then this is going to be a very, very important uh, podcast for you to listen to. So, let's start with a definition, and the definition I like to use is that. Uh, perfectionism is basically the refusal to accept any standard other than perfection, right? Anything short of perfection, unacceptable. And when it comes to weight loss, this is kind of the kiss of death, okay? Because weight loss is a big undertaking. And if you think you're going to be perfect the whole time, probably not, okay? So, so again, this is a really, really important lesson. So the first thing I want to talk about is that two, two of the worst things about perfectionism, the first thing is this, that a lot of times it makes it hard to start a plan, Right, because when you're a perfectionist, you think you've got to do everything perfect starting on that Monday, and so you kind of go 100 miles an hour right from the start, and that can be a barrier to, to entry in a sense, right? So when we're not on track with things and we're thinking, "Oh, I got to start, you know, eating better. I want to start losing some weight," we can't just kind of start. We can't just take a little action and start eating better for breakfast, right? It's got to be everything. Everything has to be better instantly. Okay, so so right off the bat, it makes it hard to get started when you're a perfectionist. And the other thing that's much, much more um, important here is that when you're a perfectionist is anytime you make a mistake, it, it can very easily become the reason you just stop. Okay, because when perfectionists make a mistake, they blow it up, they magnify it, make it huge and overwhelming. And a lot of times it becomes so overwhelming and so painful, makes them feel so bad about themselves that they just want to quit and get away from the whole thing. They're taking themselves out of the competition. I don't like being judged. I don't like feeling like I'm a failure. Okay. So we got to be careful of this because again, if you don't deal with the perfectionism, and again, this is how you know, when you in the past have tried to lose weight, do you choose extreme plans? Again, you always start on the Monday, you go 100 miles an hour, everything's got to be perfect until you lose the weight. And you start that way, maybe you're able to maintain it for a couple days or maybe even a couple weeks. But then as soon as you make a mistake, it all just goes away. And you're right back to where you started, right back to your old behaviors. If that's a pattern you've gone through, then there's a good chance that there's perfectionism program running in the background. Okay, but unconscious perfectionism program. So if you do feel like you have this perfectionist program running, if you feel like you're a perfectionist, let's identify that voice. How are you being a perfectionist? Okay, because again, as a hypnotist and neurolinguistic programming practitioner, um, we run unconscious programs in order to feel things. So if you identify as a perfectionist, you are running unconscious prog- programs in order to do that. And so one of the main ways that you do that is the internal voice that you hear. And so you probably have a perfectionist voice in your head. Now, before we talk about the qualities of that voice, what I want you to do is think about where it came from. Now, typically, you can, the internal voices we have typically come from before we were 13, right? And so a lot of times that perfectionist voice is a parent voice. Um, It could be someone else that you were close to when you were growing up. And I want to be clear that even if it's a parent's voice, 
it's not their whole personality. It's just their personality when they were hard on us, right? Maybe we got an average grade and they really, you know, laid into us, or we didn't do something up to the level we could have and they really laid into us. And so what happens is we internalize that part of their voice and it becomes its own voice, constantly chirping away at us, making us feel bad, okay? Now, I say this again, I'm very, very familiar with this because not only do I, I I have this voice and I've learned to work with it a bit, but the overwhelming majority of clients and people I've worked with over the years are, are absolutely in the perfectionist category, okay? And so a lot of times it could be a mom voice, it could be a dad voice, it could be a friend voice that we hear that's always saying these things to us that make us feel bad, okay? So if you have a perfectionist voice, who is it, right? Again, you might have some intuition that, oh yeah, that's my, that's the, this person, or that's my uncle, that's my aunt, okay? And it can be helpful to recognize that voice, okay? Because it's not your voice, it's a voice that you kind of internalized. And it, we're going to get more into this in a moment. Um, so the next question is that, you know, is it high standards that you have or is it a great excuse to tell yourself that makes you feel good? Okay, so I know this one's kind of like a punch to the gut sometimes, but let's be honest. A lot of times people say, oh, I'm a perfectionist, but they're really struggling with their weight for a long time. Those two things don't go together. And what happens is the label of perfectionist, the idea of identifying as a perfectionist, can feel good. It's like a shield. Yeah, I haven't lost the weight, but when I do, I'm going to do it in the perfect way possible, right? Oh, you're just, you're, you know, you're slowly improving your eating. That's not for me. When I do something, I go all the way with it, okay? And so sometimes that can make us feel better. You know what I mean? Even though we're not getting the results we want, we identify, well, I'm a perfectionist. When I do things, I do things right. I'm not doing them right right now, but when I do them, I only do them right. I only go 100%. I'm all or nothing. <laughs> and right now I'm nothing. But when I do it, when I do it, I'm going to be all. Okay? We got to be careful. It's a mental trap that kind of soothes our ego a little bit. Okay? And what I'm trying to tell you, again, is not to feel bad about yourself now, but to recognize that this perfectionist approach is a trap. It's a trap. Okay? Because you can't be perfect, especially with your weight. It's too difficult. Weight loss is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week thing, 365 days a year. It's all the time, right, because we always have access to food. And so you're just not going to be perfect, okay? Um, so, so again, it's crucial. We'll, we'll get into the solution, though, in, as well. I don't want to just let you make you feel bad. we got solutions coming down the pike here in a minute. Um, and then finally, again, I say this a lot, and I want to put it in the, in the talking about it here when we're talking about perfectionism is that don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, okay? So what I'm trying to say is that a lot of times people have this perfect idea of what they want to achieve. Great, okay? I'm not saying don't have that, but what if you only got 70% of the way there? Would that not be a tremendous improvement? Would that not be a much, much better quality of life for you? Would you not feel much better in your life? You see, again, this perfectionist thing, we use it as a motivation tool. It's all or nothing. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to get perfect results. Again, okay, but even if you got 70 or 80% of those results, wouldn't you be, if you woke up tomorrow 70% of the way to your goal, would you not be thrilled? <laughs> so, so again, what I'm trying to say is that when we make it all or nothing, black or white, it's a very difficult place to operate in because, yeah, it's great when we're all, but then when we're nothing, we're doing absolutely nothing, and we're losing ground quickly. Okay, so again, as you'll see, one of the things that I always suggest is you want to become all or something, right? You don't want this all or nothing thing. And perfectionism gets in the way of this, okay? Because the, the something phase, right, doing, doing a little bit feels bad. 
you know, but, but doing a little bit is a lot better than doing nothing. Okay, so I hope this makes sense. It will as we go forward here. So a few traits of perfectionism that I've noticed is the first one, there's an enormous fear of failure. And, and I think this is running in the background and it sabotages so many people because as soon as they let people know, oh, I'm eating different, I'm losing weight. As soon as people know about it, now they feel like, okay, I'm being tested, I'm being judged. And if they don't make it, that fear of failure is tremendous. And a big part of this is because of a mindset. We're going to talk about this in just a moment, a fixed versus growth mindset, which is very, very important when it comes to weight loss and change in general. Um, but, but this idea of this fear of failure can be so scary that we won't even want to get in the ring because it's like if, we're, if we fail, it's just complete pain, okay? Um, the next one is procrastination. And again, it's directly, I think, because of the fear of failure, right? So if there's this huge fear of failure, it's better to stay out of the contest than it is to get in there and officially lose. And that's how a lot of times perfectionists look at things. It's a win or lose. It's binary. It's black or white, one or the other, all or nothing, Okay, and so we procrastinate to avoid the official results, right? Um, the next one is a focus on results. So it's like, you know, say you start eating better and you start living healthier for a week, and you're feeling better, you're feeling more rested, your body feels more energized, you feel a little bit lighter. Okay, um, you feel good about yourself. You've stuck with it. Things are good, but then you go step on the scale and you only lost a pound, or you didn't lose any weight at all. Well, all of a sudden, all that good stuff you were feeling goes right out the window, right? Because the scale didn't tell you the result that you wanted, okay? So this is a big, and it may sound counterintuitive. Yes, we want to be aware of our results, but when it comes to weight loss especially, we can't dictate the results. You know, if you think about it, weight loss is funny because you have control over what you do. Okay, so it's kind of cause and effect. You can control the cause. You can control how you're living, how you're eating, how you're exercising, okay? But then there's some magical process that happens that turns into weight loss, and you don't control that process. It, and there's a lot of factors that go about it. So again, you could eat better. You could exercise more. You may lose a lot of weight. You may lose a little weight. There's, fa there's hormonal, hormonal factors going on. Um, there's metabolism factors going on. You know, there's, there's all these different things your body, I always say like a lot of times people look at weight loss like it's like a simple bank account, debits, credits. But really weight loss is much more like the stock market. <laughs> There's lots of forces at play. And so if you look at your results within like a week or two weeks, it's not enough time very often to reflect what, you're, what you've done, especially if you're taking a more relaxed approach, right? So if you're doing like extreme dieting, you're getting get faster results. But if you take a more sustainable long-term approach, the first couple of weeks, you may not see a ton of results on the scale. You may see a ton of results, as I was saying, physically, mentally, and emotionally in your body that you know, God, I feel better. I slept better last night. I'm happy with myself. I'm proud of myself. I feel confident. This is kind of nice living this way. You know what I mean? Like all those are right there, ready to be noticed. But if all we do is, all I care about is the scale. You know, um, it's a, it's a tough way to be. Okay. So you got to give your body a little bit of time. And, um, so, so focusing on results can a lot of times, ironically in the short term, especially, um, be a trait of perfectionism that causes us to sabotage ourselves. So be careful of that. Um, highly critical, right? Again, this is where it goes back to that voice in your head, right? I know my critical voice. 
I'm very, very aware of it. Now, by the way, I want to be crystal clear. There's no getting rid of that voice. You're not ever going to get rid of that voice. It's impossible. We can't unwire our brain. All we can do is rewire our brain to create new voices that we listen to more, new voices that come in and defend us against this highly critical voice. Okay, because the perfectionism, again, the intense good, I get it. It's there to push you and motivate you to do your best. But have you noticed that that voice sometimes does the opposite? It makes you feel horrible about yourself. It makes you feel like giving up. What's the point? Because it's so critical. Okay, so you got to be careful of this. And again, it could be a parent voice or someone that you cared about or love. It could be their voice when they're in a certain state, when they're busting your chops, you know? So we want to be careful. We don't want to be highly critical of ourselves. It doesn't help. You know, I always say, I always joke with my clients that, you know, if, if being mean to yourself and being critical worked, that's what I would do. That's what I would do to my clients. But it doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work. It makes people feel discouraged, okay? And so what we want to be is we want to be honest with ourselves. We want to recognize, okay, hey, that was a mistake, what can we do to fix it next time so we don't make it again, okay? Instead of saying, oh, why'd you do that? You know better than that. You don't even want to lose weight. You loser, you jerk, and, and all the horrible things that we all say to ourselves. And there's no one that we're meaner to than ourselves, right? We say the meanest stuff possible to ourselves. And again, a lot of times it's to try to motivate ourselves to do better, but it most often has the opposite effect where it just discourages us to do nothing, okay? So be careful of that. Unrealistic standards, you know, so again, the perfectionist, this is the perfectionist curse is they, and I'll tell you, I did this with a guitar. So it's like I play guitar and again, I'm, I remember this. So I started playing guitar, maybe like a year into it, I get like the Jimi Hendrix, like, like music book and the Eric Clapton music book, right? So the, the two of the best guitar players to ever live ever on the history of the planet played guitar probably all day long, their whole lives. And so here I go and I'm trying to learn it and I'm getting frustrated that I can't do it. Right? I look back on it, and again, I don't mind that I tried learning it. That, that part was great. I get mad at myself that I was mad at myself for not being able to do it right away. <laughs> with, with a lack of, of practice, with a lack of that. Instead of saying, well, I haven't practiced as long, you know what I mean, I haven't dedicated myself as long as they have to it. Instead, my mind's saying, oh, you suck. See, you can't do this. You're not musical. You're never going to be good at this. Okay? How's that helping me out? You know, it's not accurate. It's not an accurate description. Again, an accurate description is saying, well, keep practicing, keep doing it, keep playing like they did. You know, so again, sometimes we, we set ourselves up for failure with these unrealistic standards, you know, and um, so it's important. And when it comes to weight loss, how's that show up? Well, we pick someone, again, that's a professional athlete or a professional actress or actor or model. And we say, okay, I want, I'm gonna look like them. For me to be successful, my body needs to look like that body. You know, and maybe your body genetically is never going to look like that body. Right? Again, I did the same thing with basketball. When I was a kid, I wanted to play basketball. I don't have a body for a professional basketball player body. You know, I just don't. And so it's an unrealistic idea for me to think that. And I know I was saying, oh, whatever you can dream, you can, you can achieve. Um, nah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Not in all cases, you know. So, so again, start being realistic. I know some people kind of bristle against the idea of what's realistic and what's unrealistic. Um, and I get that. But recognize what are your standards, you know what I mean? And not even just what your, what your goal is, but if your standards are, okay, I've been eating like crap for five years and tomorrow's Monday and I'm going to eat perfect from now on. That's unrealistic. You know what I mean? Like that's impossible. Like what, how are you just going to start something tomorrow and be perfect at it? You know, it, it's, that's an unrealistic thing. Um, and quit easily. And this is something about perfectionists. No one, the perfectionists never think about this. 
right? Myself included. It's like, again, it goes into all these reasons we were saying that perfectionists quit easily. So yeah, I know it feels good to say, oh, I'm a perfectionist. And when I do things, I do it all the way. Well, yeah, but you also quit easily, I bet. Bet you do. Bet you do. (laughs) Not to say that you're not still thinking about the weight loss, but when you think about the last time you tried to seriously lose weight, how long did you do it? And when did you stop? What happened? You know, I I don't know what the answer is for you, but we got to recognize what happened in the past so we can recognize our unconscious patterns. And perfectionism is an unconscious pattern that you're unaware of mostly. Okay, remember, most of the stuff that's going on in your brain and your body you're unaware of. The process of change really starts with becoming aware of what's going on outside of your awareness. (laughs) And that's why this specifically is about perfectionism, you know, but have you quit easily? And again, you may not consider quitting. Maybe you just say, well, I just kind of fell away or I just decided I didn't want to do it anymore. Whatever, however you define it, you know? Again, this is a quality of perfectionist. And again, I've experienced it myself, you know? So it's like, if I do something and that's really hard, I know I'm not gonna be the best or I'm not gonna put the time in to be the best, I quit, okay? And that's fine for some things, but when it comes to your weight and your health, it's not fine, okay? So that's why I'm trying to tell you that being a perfectionist with your weight and your health is could be deadly, you know, at, at its worst, and it's extremely unpleasant at its best, all right? So I want to talk about mindsets real quick before we get into some solutions, um, some, some specific solutions to how to be less perfectionistic, okay? Um, so the, a fixed mindset is basically the belief that your qualities are fixed and unchangeable, okay? So it's the idea, and I find a lot of perfectionists have this mindset that they are what they are, okay? Kind of like I'm as tall as I'm going to be. Right. Um, this is my height and this is I'm not growing any taller. Great. But when we apply that to our mindset, well, this is my brain. This is how I think this is what my my uh, skills are, my strengths, and my weaknesses are. And that's what they are. And they're fixed. That can be very detrimental, especially when it comes to areas of your life where you want to create change. Right. Because in the back of your mind, if you have this idea that well, I can't change because I am what I am, that's going to be very difficult. OK, so a fixed mindset is one, the belief that your qualities are fixed and unchangeable. So some attributes of a fixed mindset always want to appear intelligent because they believe they were born with a fixed level of intelligence that cannot be modified, okay? So understand what this means, that a fixed mindset person doesn't believe they get smarter, right? They believe that their intelligence is a fixed thing. And so if they get tested, right, and and they fail, again, kind of this fear of failure thing I was talking about, if they put themselves in a situation and they don't do well, it's kind of like a it's an official designation, it's official grade on how smart they are and it can't change. And so that's scary, okay? So be aware of that. Are you, do you think that? And again, you can think, you can have a fixed mindset in some areas and a growth mindset in other areas, okay? So typically people aren't just one or the other. They may have a predominant, predominantly be fixed or growth for sure. But in specific areas of your life, you may find that in some areas you're more growth mindset than other areas of your life, okay? Um, Another attribute of a fixed mind says they believe willpower is a fixed quality dictating results. Okay, now this is directly applicable to weight loss, right? Because a lot of times I find people approaching weight loss as, again, I know what I need to do. I just need to use the willpower to get myself to do it. And I think this is one of the most wrong um, concepts or beliefs about weight loss that exists, okay? Um, Because again, there, there are people that have tremendous willpower when it comes to work or being a great parent or other areas of their lives, and then they struggle to lose weight. So if if the willpower is the deciding factor, how come you can have it so strongly over here and not over here? 
you know? So, so really what it's about is about learning. And again, we'll go to the growth mindset in a moment. Um, the idea of trying and still failing, of leaving yourself without excuses, is the worst fear within the fixed mindset. Okay, so again, this is about awareness. This is about looking at yourself and recognizing this. Is there that strong fear of failure? If there is, it's probably because, <clears throat> excuse me, you're within this fixed mindset. Again, if you think you are what you are and you try and you fail, in a fixed mindset that says, I am a failure. Why, what's the point of trying? I tried it before and I failed. Nothing can change. It is what it is. You know, kind of like an IQ test, you know? It's like, well, I took an IQ test and this is how smart I am. This is what I'm able to do. And it can become a real constraining factor, okay? So, so be careful of that. If you are nervous about trying and failing and people knowing about it even worse, then you've got to reflect on that. You've got, you've got to fix that because it's running in the background affecting you, okay? And two key limiting beliefs of a fixed mindset. One, if I have to work at it, it wasn't meant to be. Right, so again, you're either good at it or not. I had this a thousand percent when it came to playing guitar. Right, so I didn't start playing guitar till I was 20. It's funny, right? Because now I'm 45, and I'm like, oh man, I've had 25 years to play. But most of those, 23 of those years, I was under the belief that I wasn't good at guitar because I didn't start early enough, and I just wasn't a musician. It was, it didn't come easy to me like some things in my life have come to me, and so I had the belief that I'm just not naturally good at guitar. I now realize. It's because I didn't practice the way I did other things, but whatever. So if I have to work at it, it wasn't meant to be, right? So if you have that belief, you've got to identify that because again, it's running in the background, sabotaging a lot of your efforts, okay? The next one is that problems and challenges indicate character flaws, right? Does this sound familiar? <laughs> so that if you haven't lost weight in the past, it's because there's something wrong with you, right? Yes. <laughs> and I know this because this is 100% across the board with all my clients. They, they internalize this, you know, and so if they make a mistake, it's not like, oh, what happened there? How can I fix that next time? How did that, you know, how did I choose the wrong food over the right food? I want to lose weight um, and I chose the wrong food. So how, why did that happen? What's going on there? How can I prevent it in the future? That's not how people are approaching it. <laughs> They're approaching it as, oh, you jerk. What's wrong with you? You said you want to lose weight and here you go again. You're screwing up again. There you go again, you liar, you bad person. And again, I'm keeping this real clean because we know how we really talk to ourselves. Mean, 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 <laughs> mean, 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 right? Let's be honest. And that meanness makes us feel worse. And the worse we feel, how does that impact your eating? So, so again, the perfectionist thing is really like kryptonite to weight loss, you know, as far as I've seen. Um, if you're overweight and you feel like you're a perfectionist and you think being a perfectionist is the way you need to lose weight, I believe that's a mental trap that's never going to work for you, okay? I hope I'm wrong for your, your sake if you're going to stick with it, but I'd much more prefer that you open your mind to a different way of thinking about all this. So let's go into growth mindset, okay? And again, the first step of becoming, you know, if you're saddled with a fixed mindset in certain areas, the first step is to identify that you have that. Again, I had that with guitar. And so realizing, wow, I've been telling myself for 23 years that I stink at guitar because it wasn't easy at first. <laughs> and now I say, oh, it all just comes down to practice time. Now, don't get me wrong, unrealistic standards. I'm not gonna be Jimi Hendrix. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna be Eric Clapton. I'm okay with that now. <laughs> Can you imagine at one point I said, if I'm not gonna be like that, I don't wanna play? What? Okay, so, but now I realize, well, if I practice more, I'm gonna get good. Maybe I won't be Jimi Hendrix or Eric Clapton, but I'm gonna be really good and, and achieve the level I wanna play at. Okay, so now I have a completely different mindset when it comes to guitar, and it feels a lot better. 
So let's talk about the growth mindset. Real simple, the growth mindset is the belief that you can change, grow, and acquire new skills. Okay, You're not this fixed thing. You can grow and evolve and change as a human being. And this is so crucial a belief to have when it comes to weight loss and your health. Okay, Because this is one of the, the first things we always deal with with the Program Yourself Thin method. It's always about the ideal you. Who do you want to be? And you, you are going to grow and evolve and change into that person. Now, just like you did, if you, th- if you look over your life, there are skills that you've acquired. Maybe you went to college and gained a, a certain knowledge. Maybe you learned an, a musical instrument or a language or how to dance or a martial art. There, we've all learned something. Maybe you learned how to fix cars. So we've all learned something in our lives, all right? And the fact that you learned something there means you can learn something here, okay? But this is not a process of just knowing what I need to do and just forcing myself to do it. It's about creating a lifestyle that works for you, that resonates with you, that's congruent with you, that allows you to live at your the weight that, that gives you the best quality of life. <clears throat> so a few attributes of a growth mindset. Uh, they find that success in doing their best in learning and improving, not just in winning. You get that? It's kind of like appreciating the journey as opposed to just wanting to get to the destination. This is so crucial because I'll tell you something, you know, having achieved the goal weight that I want to live at and then maintaining it, it I, I got to let you know this, and I don't mean to say this to scare you off, but it's like, Okay, say you wake up tomorrow at your goal weight. You still, you want to maintain it, right? You don't just want to get to the goal weight and then be like, I did it, and, and then just forget about it. You want to live the rest of your life there, right? Well, listen, it's going to have to be something that you maintain, kind of like brushing your teeth. You know, it's something you have to maintain for the rest of your life. Okay, so there is no destination. I mean, there is, there is getting there, and, and that, that part of the journey is exciting. But the vast majority of the, the journey, it's just that. It's just journey. It's journeying. You know, once you get to the destination, it's just staying in that destination. But you keep setting new destinations. That's what I find. You know, is that okay? I got the weight where I wanted to. Let's make it easier. And it's like, well, come on, how can I have more energy? How can I sleep better? How can I calm my mind down more? You know, how can I relax my body? How can I feel more grateful? You know, so I, I, there keep being new things that I work, new destinations I set. All right. So again, finding success and doing their best and learning and improving. I'm telling you, this is, and, and I, again, I keep going back to guitar because it's, it's finite. It's simple to look at, but it's like now when I play guitar again, if, if I'm just doing, you know, just a, a new pattern that I'm playing or learning, just the fact that I started off all, all kind of janky and, and weird with my fingers, and then I can start to do it. My fingers start to flow. Okay. It's improvement that I'm appreciating now. And if you can get yourself to enjoy the little improvements you make. You know, the fact that, oh, my breakfast is healthier now. I really get my breakfast dialed in and every morning, you know, for breakfast, I eat something good. Or I, I stopped eating breakfast. You know, now I don't start eating till noon. Whatever the little thing you want to change may be, you start appreciating that change. I can tell you that was the big difference for me with the weight loss is I didn't focus on the weight loss part of it. I said to myself, and I knew when I first started my snacking at night was the big problem. I said, if I can get rid of that, I know it's going to bring me a huge way towards my goal weight. And then I won't have to worry about it. Okay. And so every time I made a step in the right direction with that, getting rid of the evening snacking, I knew that my weight was going to benefit from that. But I was focused on the behavior. I was focused on the small improvements. And this is the secret to anything you've really learned. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, if you really want to model learning, you have to look at things you learned when you were a child. 
learning how to read, learning how to write, learning how to walk, learning how to ride a bike, all these things you may consider basic skills now, that is true learning. And how did you learn it? You attempted something and you made a mistake. And then your brain figured it out and then fixed that mistake. And then you made another mistake. And then your brain figured that mistake out and then you progressed. And you kept growing and evolving. You know, and that is the genuine process of change. And that's how it is with weight loss. Again, I'm telling you, that's one of the worst beliefs we have is this idea that you're just going to get a food plan. I'm just going to follow it. Well, there's no room for growth and change and evolution and mistakes and learning, you know, and that's what the process truly is. Okay. So again, you want to find success in doing your best and in learning and improving, not just in winning, not just in losing weight. Okay. Um, the next one is that you find setbacks motivating because they're informative. They're a wake up call. This is, again, this is the, the program yourself then method is literally built 100% around that. It's about reflecting on any mistakes you made and learning from them. And you use them to create better strategies. The only thing between you and your dream body is the strategies that you have available to you. You don't have the strategies right now if you're struggling with your weight. It's that simple. So how are you going to learn the strategies? You've got to make mistakes because you don't even know where the real problems are right now, most likely. You think it's willpower. You think it's your sweet tooth, right? You think it's your cravings, and that's part of it. But a lot of those things exist because you don't have the strategies that you need. And unfortunately, I couldn't just tell you what the strategies are. I mean, there's some basic strategies, obviously, but what it really comes down to is you need to develop the strategies that resonate with you, that work with you as a person. And when you figure those out, though, then you've got the blueprint. Then you've got the solution, you know, I know I could take my brain, my brain and put it in any body, any obese body, and that body will start to lose weight and get down to its goal weight. Why? Because I've got all the strategies in place. I would start living exactly like I do now with that person. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I know people are in different situations, but it's not just the situations. It's the way of thinking. It's the knowing that I want to achieve a certain goal and realizing that I'm going to take step by step by step to make that happen. You know, all big successes are the accumulation of small successes. And that's no more truer in an area than it is in weight loss because there are so many factors that go into your eating. You know, so again, you want to find the setbacks motivating. You want to see your mistakes and learn from them. They're showing you where the problem is. Okay, and then you got to resolve it. But to recognize, to make a mistake and then just say, oh, you bad person, you horrible person, you screwed up again. I knew you'd screw up. I know you said you want to lose weight, but you didn't do it again, you loser. And that, again, I'm still being nice. <laughs> but that's not how we want to approach mistakes and setbacks, okay? We want to look at them and say, oh, what happened there? Notice the lightness. I know I want to lose weight. I didn't, that's not going to help me lose weight. What could I do instead? Let me go back in time and again, kind of a, go through it, okay? Um, but you can learn from your mistakes. And, and that is the true secret to change, I, I swear. Um, and then finally, the attributes of a growth mindset is that they take charge of the processes that bring success and that maintain it, okay? So again, there are processes that make us overweight, processes and strategies that make us overweight, and processes and strategies that give us the weight that we want. And it's not just eating. Again, eating is kind of like the, the, the ultimate outcome of it. But what goes, why do you eat the way you eat? A lot of it has to do with what foods are available to you when you're hungry. A lot of it has to do with your mood when you decide what you're going to eat. A lot of it has to do with what you learned to eat growing up. Okay? So, so there's lots of other factors that are influencing what you eat. So again, you want to take charge of the processes that are bringing you success. You know, recognize what they are and recognize what the processes that are bringing you not success. 
and, and change them into processes that are going to bring you towards the goals you want. Okay. But again, in order to do this, you can't be black or white. It can't be, I'll do it as long as I'm succeeding, which is the weight loss, right? People are very conditional when it comes to weight loss. Just like, okay, we want unconditional love from people, right? But we're very, very, very conditional when it comes to weight loss. I'll do it as long as I'm losing weight. But the second the weight loss stops, oh, what's the point? You know? So again, that you can see there's a good chance you've done this because most people, this is how we, we approach it. Um, but you can see how this all or nothing mentality never allows you to grow or get to a new stage. For a lot of people, they get frustrated with their weight. They get very emotional. They see a picture. They step on a scale. They see a reflection. The clothes don't fit. They get very upset, very emotional. In that state, they say, I don't care what I have to do. I just want to lose the weight. They choose some extreme plan that's going to give them the fastest results they believe. They start on a Monday and they last, again, a couple days, a couple weeks. They make a mistake and they say, oh, forget, I can't do this anymore. They stop thinking about it completely, go back to how they were living. A couple months go by, a couple years go by. They get really frustrated, see a picture, step on a scale, see a reflection, get really upset, get really emotional, say, I don't care what I have to do. I want to lose weight. And they go and say, I'm going to pick this plan. They're going to be the faster results. They try it. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? It's the same pattern over and over. If this is the case with you, now, again, the diets may be different. So, oh, here I tried Weight Watchers, and there I tried Jenny Craig, and this one I tried the 500-calorie-a-day diet. So the, they, the specifics may be a little different. But if you take a step back, the pattern's exactly the same. It's this all-or-nothing thing. And it doesn't work. It does not work with weight loss for, for long-term success, okay? So again, we want to take charge. We want to take control of the processes that are influencing our weight ultimately. And again, that's controlling our habits, right? So for me, if I focus in on the late-night snacking, that becomes my focus. Um, I didn't wasn't perfect with it. I slowly figured out strategies to – first, I replaced the, the unhealthy foods I was eating with healthier foods, and then I got to a better strategy, Okay. And um, again, I'm not going to go to that now because I want to move on. So let's talk about some solutions to perfectionism. Um, the first one is expectations. This is where it all starts. And so just real simple is what I would suggest to you is to move from perfection to progress. Okay. Now this is, again, this is an unconscious thing that we do, but in the back of our mind, it becomes, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start losing weight and I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to be perfect from tomorrow until I get to my weight loss goal. That's how unconsciously, how a lot of times we approach it. But there's no room for learning there. There's no room for progress. You're just starting 100 miles an hour, and you're going to go 100 miles an hour until you reach your goal. Okay? There's no room to, to grow, to evolve, to, to get better. Okay? So I would suggest that you change your expectations from one of perfection to one of progress to recognize that, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on this. And I, I'm not going to be perfect, but when I'm not perfect, I'm going to learn from this. Okay? I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow. And if I continue to make progress time over time over time, one year from now, I'm going to be in a completely different place than I am now. If you only accept perfection, there's a good chance you'll be in the exact same place you'll be, you're at right now, one year from now. Okay, so again, progress over perfection. Get more progress oriented. That again, you're starting with where you're starting. And if you get 5% better this week, super. 5% better the next week, super. Because it keeps building. It's like compound interest. Okay, that's the way to success. And that's a better approach than being trying to be perfect. Okay, progress, progress over perfection. Um, fear of failure. Okay, let's talk about that because it's a real thing. And so I would suggest is you remind yourself of the fixed versus growth mindset. Right? Notice this. Do you feel like if you failed, if you failed in the past, then that means you're gonna fail in the future because that's who you are. 
Okay, I want you to go in depth with this. Really consider and think to yourself, do I believe I can grow and change as a person? What's the best version of me? In what areas of my life have I improved and gotten better? Okay, because, and again, some people say, well, I just, things I'm good at, I was just always good at them. Okay, why were you good at them? You know what I mean? Like you weren't born that way. It was probably because of the environment you were raised in, right? So, so someone who's really great at guitar, why are they good at it? Well, Jimi Hendrix, his dad was a musician, for example, right? So, you know, maybe he grew up in an environment from, you know, even before he was born, he's in his mom's womb listening to music, hearing people talk about music. And so he absorbed all that. You know, I didn't have any musician parents growing up, you know? So it's like things we think we're naturally good at. Is it because we were genetically born that way and that's just who we are? Or is it because of the environments and the experiences that we had had unconsciously without realizing it? Okay. And so I'm going to say to you that I know you can grow. I know growth mindset is the, is the truth. Sure, we all have some fixed qualities, obviously, but when it comes to our mindset, our mindset is very expansive, very malleable, okay? And so start to think and ask yourself the question, do I consider myself fixed or can I grow? Can I evolve and change? Specifically with weight loss, can I be a person who eats healthy? Can I become more active? Notice the words there, more active. Can I eat better? Not can I eat perfect, not can I exercise every day, can I, can I have the perfect body, okay? So we want to get away from the perfection part of it. I'm telling you, it is, it's a sabotaging factor, okay? So again, when it comes to fear of failure, ask yourself, am I being a fixed or a growth mindset right now, right? Um, And to go along with that, again, saying-wise, what I always say to myself is, are you being all or nothing or all or something, okay? This is how you prevent yourself from falling off the wagon, right? Falling off the wagon, geez, we can fall off the wagon for months or years, right? You can't let that happen. That's when the most damage is going on. So what happens for a lot of people is when they're off the wagon, when they're not thinking about their weight, they're not thinking about it at all. I mean, they're thinking about how they want to lose weight and how upset they are about it, but they're not really strategizing how can I eat better, okay? And then all of a sudden they say, that's it, got to do something. And now it's all. And when you're all, you're focused on it and it feels like a lot more. So when we're, when we're being all, this is why when you're really like on track with a real intense program for a week and you go step on that scale, you're expecting like five, 10 pounds to be gone, you know? And so when it's like half a pound, one pound, it's, it's, it destroys you, you know? So we want to start thinking in terms of all or something. You can be all, right? There's moments when we get focused, we're motivated, life's working with us, everything's going good. Do it. You know what I mean? Like, like really commit to an eating plan, commit to exercising, do all the things you can do. But there's also times in your life when life's not working with you. <laughs> you're tired, work sucks, you're fighting with your, your partner, um, your kids are being a pain in the butt, you know, just life sucks. And in those moments, it's, it's hard to be all, and that's okay. That's when you're something. Maybe you're not eating perfect, but you're still eating your salads at lunch. Maybe you're not eating perfect, but you're still going for your walks. This is when the magic starts to happen, okay? When you get out of the all or nothing binary, you know, I'm doing it 100% or I'm not doing it at all. When you can be all or something, that is when you start to truly transform your weight and your health for good, okay? Because now you, you stop with these barriers of all or nothing, and now you're always something. And I can tell you, this is transformative for me. So again, I go through, there's times when I'm all, but my something now has gotten so much higher. Like, like even when I'm off track, I'm, I'm a thousand times more on track than I was before I started all this, okay? And that's what I want for you. Because it feels nice and it gets rid of this. One of the things I talked about in the beginning was that, that getting started. Wouldn't it be nice in life if you could just completely eliminate that forever? No more getting started. Sometimes you get more folks say, okay, you know, I'm going to challenge myself, you know, right now and I really want to commit to this. 
But even when you're not doing that, you always have a higher base level of health and, and lifestyle to get the weight that you want. Okay. So all or nothing to all or something. That's what I want for you. I think that's going to serve you much better. And uh, finally, the internal voice up in our heads, um, harsh versus supportive. Okay. And so I asked you in the beginning, who is that voice? Who is that critical voice? Now, again, it may be a parent. It may be a combination of people, right? You may have had a jerky boss at one point, a jerky teacher. And sometimes, you know, a, a parent was a real pain and, you know, re really kind of put the screws to you. And so maybe now you have like kind of this Frankenstein's monster voice of criticalness in your head when you do something wrong. Does it help you? I know the intention's positive behind it, by the way. So I'm not saying it's a bad voice. I'm not demonizing it. I know the intention behind it is to get you to perform at a higher level, to reach your potential. I get that. But is it helping you do that, right? There's a difference between the coach that says, you know, that, that, that is honest with you and tells you, hey, come on, you could have done that better. You should have fixed this, 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 and, you know, let's give it another try. And the coach that says, oh, that was horrible. You suck. You're the worst. Just go back home. You're never going to get this, right? Now, again, maybe in sports or in music, that may work. But with weight loss, it does not work long term. And again, it may work short term. We all seen The Biggest Loser. You know, so we can beat people up short term when there's big prizes on the line and it's a short term thing. But long term, that doesn't work. You know, I've seen it over and over again. What works is when we're more supportive of ourselves. And so what I want you to think about is generating a supportive voice. As I said, you can't get rid of that critical voice. Okay, we can't unwire our brains. That wiring will always be there. So what we need to do is we need to develop, encourage, um, cultivate a supportive voice. And so one simple way to do this, and I'm going to do a whole po podcast on this alone because it's so important, is is there a person in your life that was really supportive? Right? A lot of times people pick like a, a grandmother or fatherly type figure. Um, is there a celebrity actor character in a show or a movie that you found to be really supportive. I remember one client, I, he used to love uh, Jimmy Stewart, you know, and he's like, that's the voice to me that's just, it's very supportive and encouraging, okay? But I want you to think about that. What would be an internal voice in your head? And once you think about what that voice would be, and again, if it's a person you were lucky enough to have in your life, that's, that's the best. Um, but then again, even choosing a character from a show or a book or a movie, that's fine too, because we just want those characteristics. If that person was in your head talking to you, what would they say when you made a mistake? And that's where things get interesting. And that's what I want you to think about. I want to leave you with that there, is that I want you to think about what would that supportive voice say to you? How would it say it? How would you feel? And I want you to compare your response to the harsh, critical voice and the supportive, encouraging voice. Notice how they make you feel about mistakes that you make. It's very interesting, okay? And this is what programming your mind is all about changing up the voices that we are playing in our minds, changing up what we are saying to ourselves so that we behave differently, so that we feel and behave different, okay? Um, so I hope this has been helpful because, again, I know perfectionism is one of these silent saboteurs. And, and again, it, it comes in, the, in a very noble guise of, well, when we do something, we do things all the way. <laughs> so it's, it sounds great, you know, when we say that, but it tends to lead... Uh, hey, sometimes it leads to great stuff, but it, but if if you're a perfectionist, what I notice a lot of times is it's worked maybe in your career, maybe in school it worked well, uh, maybe in some areas of your life it worked really well. It rarely works well with the weight loss. That's what I've seen, okay? And so what I'm suggesting is if you identify that you're kind of perfectionist when it's come to the weight loss, here's a solution. You know, here's some alternatives to you and play around with them, 
right? Play around with them because this can make all the difference in the world. And this is the start of making this process more fun and enjoyable and more successful. All right. So thank you very much for listening. I, I appreciate you you listening. I appreciate your attention. If you ever want to get more information about this approach to weight loss, go to programyourselfthin.com. There's some uh, you know programs that are that are available for you there. Um, if you have any questions, you can always email me at jim at programyourselfthin.com. And remember that nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Program Yourself Thin podcast with Jim Kitsoulis. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to programyourselfthin.com to sign up for free tools to help you lose weight. And remember to subscribe to get notified about upcoming episodes.